First of all, we have our fun dates. Fun dates, which we know you guys live for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not always fun, though. No. But they're... Some of them are sad. Up dates, but we call them fun, fun dates. Because they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you start with um, your exciting news? Yeah, so as we all know, I've started a new job. Mm-hmm. And I was a little hesitant about it because um, there was, like, bad reviews online about it. Right. But as we all know, everybody loves to complain. 100%. And so I just took the leap of faith, and now I'm going to be a ramp agent. Yeah. And I'm going to be working with the planes. And I just thought that, you know, I just thought all a ramp agent did was, like, throw bags on the plane. And that they're, like, <laughs> entry level. Like, it didn't matter. Turns out there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And turns out if you load the bags wrong, you could kill everybody on the plane. So, <laughs> a little bit more respect on on those job descriptions, people. Yeah. For reals. Yeah. And so, it's funny. Um, I When my instructor was te- telling me, like, that you could pretend, like, all these lives are in your hands before you send them off, I was like, I turned to my, my the person who was sitting next to me, I was like, sounds like we need a raise. And then by the end of that class, we got an email saying that we were going to be making more money, like $4 more money than what I was hired on at. Yes. And I was, yes. I was afraid to leave my other job because I was going to take a significant cut yeah. in my pay. And, but I just like took the leap because this job allows me to travel. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's the first step to getting into what yep. I want to do. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I took the face, I took the jump, and then we are. by the end of the first day, we I was told we were going to get more money. So you're making more now than you were making even at your previous job, yes. doing something that you're really excited about. Yeah, and I hated, I hated my every single day of my life at the grocery store, <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just in these classes every day, like re- finally retaining the information yeah. and excited about what I'm learning about, Yay. and. I'm, so I'm just excited. really pumped to... So um, proud of you that you left that job. So fucking proud of you. Yeah. And I was showing Martha on my first day. I was like... So a while ago, I was listening to a podcast that was like saying, if you want to manifest your future, then build it um, as a screensaver on your phone. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did like a couple months ago. And the first um, bullet point on the screensaver says that I will have a well-paying job that allows me to travel. And so... Ding, 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 ding. I freaking, like, circled that, like, sent it to Martha, and I was like, look, look, look what I did. Look what I did. (laughs) It's so awesome. It worked. I told you. I was like, it's going to happen. You just got to... The universe is going to give it to you when, you know, you're supposed to have it, and here you are. Yeah. So It just made me really happy. I was because... It's awesome. When I started the job, where when I they told me I had the job like a couple weeks ago or whatever, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, 
this is the first part. Like, this is the job that's going to allow me to travel. And it's okay that it doesn't pay enough yet. It will later. Yeah. And then got the email that's going to pay me more. Like, what the fuck? This is great. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm so happy that it worked out in this way. Like, I know when you told me, I was like, what? Like, what? Like, already? So I'm very, very excited for you. It's going to be good. Yeah. And like this jump in pay was like four dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump. Yeah, it's huge. Huge, huge jump. So I'm very excited for you. It just makes me super happy because yeah, I was scared, and now I'm like, what was I scared for? <laughs> well, I mean, we're always so scared of the unknown to wonder like, is this gonna work out? And I think the other piece that you were worried about, and this is just from my observation, is I feel like you were worried that like it wasn't gonna work and you were gonna have to come back. Yeah. Because you've had to do that to go back. And going back was even harder for you yeah. when, than even when you were originally there. Like, that part. And I'm just saying this and tell me, Martha, shut up. This is wrong. But I felt like a part of you was like, I failed. No, definitely. For you know sure. I mean? I mean, I, like, I have said that me going back was a healing thing because this, this time that I've gone back to the grocery store, like, I feel like... They were really nice to me this time, mm-hmm. which had never, I've never been at a store where they've been, that. I've never been at a store where the, the, all the managers were nice to me and give me everything that I've wanted. I've never been at a yeah. store like that. And so I feel like it kind of like closed the chapter of mm. me being at a grocery store. That's a good point. It yeah. like closed that chapter and left it in a nice, in a nice package instead of like a resentful package. Mm. And now I'm like moving on to this nest. That's a really part. beautiful way of looking at that. Yeah. I like Cause that. I, I quit and you know, I told like my store director and my HR and my, my manager, I was like, thank you for being so nice to me because I've never been at a store where everybody has just been so supportive of me. Yeah. And so I made sure I told them all that so that I could like just move on and I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going back and I'm moving on to just traveling and being at the fucking airport. Yeah. And I think this job for a number of things, it's made you make some shifts that you were already leaning towards some things you were wanting to take out of your life. You didn't exactly know how to navigate that. Yeah. And it kind of pushed you where you're like, we're not giving you an option. And so you've made changes outside of this also that necessarily they weren't like the first thing that you thought was that was going to be leaving your life. But you already had thoughts about like, do I want to continue this behavior? Do I want to continue doing that? That was just like, it worked out in this really amazing way. Yeah. I just had to like, I mean, I, with this job, I kind of have to grow up and, show up to work like coherent (laughs) (laughs) that's always really great yeah 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 I have to pay attention to everything because even though I'm just putting bags on the plane if I load the plane wrong Mm. then the plane could tip you know it's yeah it's like an actual serious thing to think about yeah Yeah. and I was saying like um I was telling Martha that uh I'm more afraid of planes now than I ever was before. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that for sure. And I was like, yeah, sometimes, it, like, ignorance is bliss. That's, That's the statement. Yes. That's the statement. It all came to me. So ignorance is bliss. And, yes. And the, this idea of, like, not knowing how things work sometimes is really amazing. Yeah. But then, like, I was telling her, like, I compared it to, like, sometimes I wish I didn't know as much as I do about, like, human behavior. Because it's like I'm sometimes disgusted by humans, and I'm like, oh yes, the capa- like the capacity that you have for harm and all this stuff. I'm just like, 
God, I hate us. Mm-hmm. So I like I get that in this other like a different way in like my yeah. field, but I'm just like yeah. So I mean, I, I, wish I, I say know. that I say ignorance ignorance is bliss like so many times. I've said it so many times. I understand. That's like one of the sayings I understand the most. And um, <laughs> it's kind of funny the way you said understand the most. Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's Love. Just, it's like opposite. Love. But anyways, <laughs> like the first one of the first videos that they showed us was the engine of a plane like if if the car was behind it and the engine is going it could knock over the whole entire car if it's too close and then yeah and you're supposed to be like 500 feet behind the running engine and then like you can't be 14 feet in front of it because if you're 14 feet in front of it the engine could suck you up and you could die well yeah so I'm just like, okay, I am terrified of those <laughs> engines. Was I guess that's what those videos are supposed to make you feel. They're supposed to make you terrified of them. Yeah, and really so like follow the fuck away from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure they had to make those videos because that happened yes. to people. Yeah. And that's not a good look. No. That's not cute, cute. Like, that's terrible. Keep this item out of your butthole. I also, stay away from these engines. Oh. Hello? What? <laughs> work videos are you guys watching no it's not the same but you oh. know how when they put those those labels on the packaging i thought, I thought that's like in there i was like oh no. they, they be doing some shit there no but you know how people how on packaging they're like yes. this is for external use only yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure now it all like makes sense yeah this i should have i should have known you were connecting two different things in your brain because that's how your brain works this is how my brain works i should have known that but i just i jesus martha get it together i know it's really that one's on me that, one, that <laughs> one's on me that one's on me oh man i'm i'm so happy you seem like very excited about like the learning excited. and the possibilities and i am excited i haven't been this excited in a while yeah. so go me i'm Yay. happy go you so there's that we cut your flights Catch your, catch your flights. Catch your flights. <laughs> I hope you say that when you go get your ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody is going to know me real fast because oh, yeah. I'm going to be so annoying. Oh, love. <laughs> love that. <laughs> but I'm happy I'm just like skipping, skipping all over the place. I like this bitch. <laughs> Fucking margarita over here. Out of control. <laughs> love. Love that. Oh, man. Well, um, the, <laughs> I would just say, there's the other updates. I'm going to be talking a lot. Yeah. So, so not going to apologize. I just want to say that. That's no. it. Um, so the first one, I'll start with like a, a, like a lighter note. Um, so I took myself out on a lunch date yesterday to one of my favorite places around town. It's called Spitz. And it's like this Mediterranean place. So fucking good. If you have not been there, go. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I have not. Um, I plan to. I'm obs- oh, so I was, I used to not like feta. Oh my god! I know I hate myself for that. Now I don't hate myself as much. That's great <laughs> because I um this place so it's Mediterranean so it's like garbanzo beans, olives, and feta, and oh my god! So I just I always get the bowl and it has like quinoa and all. It's so fucking good. It's fresh and it's light, but it's like filling. It's so fucking good. So highly recommend. They've got like outdoor seating and then yeah. they've got a couple of things like indoors. I love the outdoor seating because in the winter. They have a fire pit, so you can sit next to the fire pit, and you can eat, and there's, like, it's really, they have, like, um, bar top um, stuff, and there's, like, tables, and there's, like, it's dog-friendly, so you can bring your pup Mm -hmm. outside. It's fantastic, and right next to it is a bar, and 
two bars, I think, and people just get trashed there, so that's 10 out of 10. Um, and then the street, um, one of the street that is on is Gay Street, and I'm like... I saw you take a picture of that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I live here. Oh my god. So it was like, I was living in my gay little happy moment. That's great. Um, And this was after um, my sister, uh, my young sister sent me this TikTok about, um, and I'll I'll connect, um, uh, but about like, um, how like, what is it called? Like, being gay or being part of like the community is actually like a trait that's passed down. Um, from sibling to sibling in the sense that like you and your siblings share genetics. And so if they have kids, then they are more likely to have like stronger offspring. Um, and they have like mm-hmm. more likely to thrive. And my sister was just like, thanks for being queer. You helped out my son. And it was like this funny exchange. I was like, you're welcome. It was right after I put like gay in my thing. And I was like, like the, the queer Aunt helps the fucking nephew be stronger. One hundred ten percent. Yeah, I get that. So, um, I am walking, so my nieces and nephews can run, basically. Good for you. So, <laughs> so, um, just saying, we out there helping Props everyone. We all helping. We helping all, all the street people. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, you guys need all the help you can get. So we are here. <laughs> we are here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, straight. Um. So all of that was just like a really good day, lunch day. And I was like, I told myself that I want to take myself. I, want, I used to take myself out on lunch dates a lot more often. Um, like I used to do it like once a week. And then I like cut back and I was like, no, I, you know, I this and that. And then I did it twice a month. So this time I want to do one lunch and one dinner date by myself. Like, tw- like so twice a month do it. So, um, so I can try different places. and get, So that's what I've decided to do. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to go anywhere with anyone. I want to do this for myself. Yeah. Because I'm also comfortable I, like, I'm comfortable going and, like, going to restaurants and eating dinner by myself. Like, I don't feel self-conscious. I'm just, it's fine for me. Um, other people feel really self-conscious about eating lunch and dinner by them. They, uh, you, other people too. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I feel bad. Or people are like, are you okay? I'm like, nah, bro, leave me alone. I'm like, I'm solid. Like, I'm so happy just eating by myself. I'm like, doing my thing. I listened to that podcast, one of the podcasts that you sent me while I was eating lunch also. So I was, like, laughing out loud. And people yeah. were like, this bitch is having the time of fucking life out here in the sun. Just being gay and shit, and I was like, 110% of what? <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, I am. Gay in all the senses I was being, so it was great. Um, yeah, so yesterday, like, afternoon was really good. I I'm, I just want to have, I try to, I want to try to have more days where I, like, I feel good about stuff. Um, and those last few weeks have been kind of tough. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt, like, the best in my job, and hopefully that, I mean, that will be changing. Yeah. So I'll give more updates once it's finalized. Um, so yeah, my lunch date was good. So I'm, all I'm saying is like, please take yourself out on some, on some dates. I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> just, it doesn't have to be like, sometimes my date is like literally going in, grabbing some tea and going to, um, to the like library and I go <laughs> get books. Yeah. And then I like sit out in a park and I'm like, I'll read for an hour or so. And then I'll come home. Like that's my day. So it doesn't have to be something extravagant, Yeah. but take yourself out and like, you deserve it. I buy myself flowers when I can. Like, oh, I need to do that more. So just do that. Just saying, take care of yourself. Because um, sometimes people don't always know what you want. And then once you start, they start seeing it, they'll get ideas. Oh. Hopefully. <laughs> if they're not stupid. Yeah. So, that's it's, cool. hard. it's hard being a man. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. really too easy. It was real too fucking easy. That was a joke. That <laughs> was a joke. I was joking. That was a ha ha. Um, so, and then 
Um, I guess the next couple of ones are just more to bring attention to some things that are happening, and I kind of are started talking to you about it. Oregon. <sighs> Fucking hate it here. Um, so if you don't know already, I think people who don't live in Oregon, first of all, don't call it Oregon. They call yeah. it Oregon or weird. I know that. Yeah, yeah no, I got that. That's. <laughs> I know. I, got, I picked that up. I put, I got it. <laughs> well, okay, Martha. Um, but. A lot of people also think that we're, like, everyone here is super progressive. Like, every single person. That's a huge... Like, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've heard that. No, I, I've heard that, but I've also heard that it's not. And I know that it's not. Right. I mean, you... I've even heard that Portland is pretty shitty, which I guess I, I live in my own bubble. It is. I try and be better. It is. Portland is pretty shitty. Yeah. It is. That's... And we're not, like, there's... I think sometimes it's hard and it's, like... People are like, oh, I'm progressive, but they, they won't actually make any changes or do anything about it. They yeah. won't use their privilege to actually support what's happening and make actual changes. They're just like, I recycle. I'm like, fuck you. Or I'll go stand on this corner with a Black Lives Matter sign and that's it. And then do nothing about anything else. Right. Yeah. So, like, and then I'm also, like, thinking about, like, yeah, and let's think about, like, all these homes that you're living in. What, what happened to the people that were living here? The Black Lives Matter like signs are in your window, but black and brown families used to live there, and now they can't afford to live there, and you they were kicked out. So, mm. riddle me that. So there's, I think there's just it's a it's a confusing place. Um, so I don't pretend that everything's perfect here, even though some yeah. people outside will say like it's great there. I'm like, sure, if you're a middle aged white lady, like maybe it's really fantastic, but not everywhere it's fantastic. One of these places are not fantastic all the time. Um. And we have a clear, like a very clear view of this now is if you have not heard, look up stuff with the Newburgh School District. And Which we, I didn't, hadn't. You hadn't. Today. And so I told her and she was like, are you fucking serious? Kind of like, this is really happening. I'm like, yeah, it's happening. Um, so part of it, I'll just do a quick thing, but please. Um, we can also like link the stories for, the, uh, for NPR and stuff on it. Um, okay. On the show notes and stuff so you guys can see them. Um, if you haven't already done your research, there's a number of things that are happening. Um, basically the school board, I think it's like, um, they voted to take away all quote political signs, um, from schools. And so what they're talking about political signs is like pride flags, um, like anything to do with like black lives matter, any of these like political signs that send, and they're able to tell you what political is. So it's up to them to tell you what it is, but there's other things that are not considered political. It really just pisses me off because I was saying to Martha, like, why are why are those flags political? They're human. They're humanity. It's, yeah, it's, like human it's accepting rights. humanity. Right. 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 And I just like I am so thankful today that I I I look at these schools and I just think that these kids are able to come out maybe when they're kids like mm -hmm. you know these kids are questioning maybe i'm gay or queer before they're questioning before they're saying i'm 100 percent straight they're not having to find out that they're gay when they're in their 20s or 30s or even like later when like before it was like 60s or 70s when they felt safe enough to come out like yeah, yeah. like you're right like, like it's there's it's, more of a it's unfortunate why i don't think i don't know why we should keep suppressing that like yeah it's beautiful for them to find out when they're younger that way they can be themselves their whole entire life instead right. of coming out after yeah after school yeah I, I completely agreed and so it's like um they're the i mean aclu um and the thing is that they had like public 
um, like public comment on the school board. Say so you can go and do public comments. Um, the way that they were accepting public comments where it looked like it was more heavy pro. Yes. We want to like take all those away instead of the reality, which is like, actually there's a huge percentage of people who they didn't allow to speak who are actually against this. I was like, don't do this. Like there are churches sending letters in from all different denominations, pastors, reverends sending stuff in like, this is not what we, this is not acceptable. It's not okay. We need to have all our kids be accepted, all our parents, families, everything. Um, we have the ACLU. We have the teachers union. We have all of these places, like even like other governmental agencies within Newburgh are like, don't fucking do this. Yeah. It's just so unfortunate. Like how do all these people say no? And then that one voice or the two voices or whatever that say yes, how are they still louder? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's just, just like, like, it's just like what's going on. It's, I mean, it's kind of like what's going on with with Texas, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, they were able to pass that, that abortion ban. Yeah. And then they're getting sued right now, but they're yeah. still, they still have the ban. Yeah. How is that voice louder than... The rest of the world. Right. Yeah. There's like a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason why their voice is louder, excuse me, is because of who, who are those people are. And yeah. usually it's white men. Yeah. Who are, they have so much privilege already that they, they don't even have to think about all these things and they're, they feel like non-issues to them because it doesn't impact them. Yeah. And for everyone else who's part of those communities or if wants to bring, or if you're, even if you're not, they want to welcome all humans and be a decent person it's an issue it's, it's never been a non-issue and so it's just like this huge thing and um you know I have family who you know attend that school district and they're younger like um and it's just scary for me because it's like you know they're they're mixed um sorry I'm thinking I'm trying not to cry right now um and I'm scared. I'm scared for him. I'm scared for, I'm scared for him. I'm scared for the people around him. And there's more stuff that's been happening. Like there's this thing with Snapchat where um, some students were literally taking pictures of other black students and putting it on Snapchat. And it was like a slave trade thing, quote unquote. It's just, it hurts me that there's. And we didn't say trigger warning, I apologize, but it's just like so much. Yeah. It hurts me that there's kids involved in the wrong side of things. Yeah. Because you know that those kids are shaped by their shitty parents. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like how how come we always take one step forward and fifty steps back? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it scares me. And then, you know, he and his school, he's like in elementary school, you know, he's feeling he's feeling supported. They're they're right now he's feeling safe. But as he grows up as a mixed young boy, Mexican, black, he's, but he's not going to, he's not as safe in the, in this world. And I'm yeah. thinking about my other nieces and nephews that are like brown boys. They're not going to be as safe as someone else. And I am terrified for them and I will fight for them constantly. But it's just so infuriating to me that they're, these children are scared because grown adults Men, mostly, not that white women are not problematic in their own shit, but, like, a lot of men are the ones that are the loudest right now who are saying things that are scaring these children, and they're worried about themselves. Like, yeah, 
it just makes me so mad. It makes me so fucking mad. And I'm just like, and it goes back to this idea of like, these are parents feeding their children these ideas. Yeah. So it's you like. Sh- you shaped your child. Yeah. And so it's just like really frustrating. And not that as adults we can't change and shift. But at the beginning, at those ages, a lot of our ideas and stuff come from our parents at first. Our guardians, people who raised us. And they're giving them shitty it's like and really hateful things that they're following. And so. You know, please look into the Newburgh school district things. Please try to support them as much as you can. Um, I'm not sure. I think they're going to have, like, another thing on the 22nd of this month where you can do a public comment. I'm not sure if we can, if we're not part of that district. I'm going to look more into it. Um, But if they do, better the fuck watch out. My 90 seconds or whatever is going to be me yelling. I just need that to be recorded. (laughs) It is. They're all recorded. They're all, like, public records. So I'm going to be outraged. Yeah. So I'm gonna be um, if if it's possible, um, you you may have to bail me out. So <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, me and my little white bitch are <laughs> coming to bail you out. Use your privilege, bitch. <laughs> bail me out. Excuse me, that's my friend. <laughs> Excuse me, that's. I'm here to pick her up, <laughs> and we're gonna go um, shopping. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't supposed to be here. Oh my god, she missed her ship with me. <laughs> that if I can be here but no honestly so I just like there's that but the other kind of piece kind of to wrap up our fun dates and everything I know it's longer but I have to say all this stuff one of them is I guess I want to give props to my sisters um because all of them and I consider my god sister just like a sister so it's like I'm including my older sister my two older sisters my younger sister all of my sisters um all of them be raising children that are so amazing and they're so open my sister sent me something today where she was um, watching something because um this is our nephew the um that i was talking about he goes after school and he stays with her for a couple hours before his mom can pick him up so she picks him up from the bus and they go and watch and do whatever and so they were watching a movie yesterday and i don't know if you guys have watched this movie the disney movie cruella you need to watch it. It's really good. It's really fucking good. It's really good. Uh, lots of really great themes. Fantastic. At first I thought you were going to tell me that it was bad in some way. I'm like, please don't. I love it. No. No. Um, not so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, this, you know the, the, he was asking, this like seven-year-old little boy was asking, my nephew was asking, like, about, there's this character apparently. Oh, I know what character. It's a shopkeeper. Uh, the vintage shopkeeper. Yeah. That's what I we're thought. Give That's away. what I thought you were yeah. talking about. I, I, now that I, I was coming back, yeah, we're not going to give away too and much. They they make um, Corella's like outfits. Yeah, so we'll give you yeah. that much, and you can figure out. You'll we'll watch the rest. No, no more spoilers. Um, but um, he asked, "Is that a boy or a girl?" Because of the way that they were dressed. Yeah. And my younger sister, you know, she's like tried to explain it to him, and then she realized he was still a bit confused. Um. And what she said was beautiful. And she said, and she said this to me, she's like, um, I wanted to make sure that he understood that there's diversity. And so what I said was, you know, we don't know how they identify. They haven't used a pronoun in this film yet. So we don't know. Um, so we can't assume. And he just was like, okay. And it was like a normal thing. Because mm-hmm. it's so much easier for kids to grasp those thoughts. Right. And it was normalized. And it was like, they were watching a movie. She had this, like, mini, like, two-minute conversation. And he continued, like, oh, I understand. And she explained what she could in that moment, what he could capture and understand, like, age-appropriate. And when she said that to me, I started crying because I'm thinking, like, 
like they're she's having these conversations about how there's so much diversity and it should be a normal thing it's not something it's like i have to repair them oh what about this it's like this is all normal like these are all people like you should be able to explain and have conversations about diversity as a normal daily conversation with your children this shouldn't yeah. be like we have to prepare we don't know what to say it's like can you just tell them they're human like yeah and so the way she did it it was like i was super proud of her and i'm proud that like all of all of my sisters are raising their kids with like thinking about diversity as like a normal thing and they talk about different people and interactions and people's genders and like race and all of these things and sexuality and that's just like they just talk about it it's just a normal thing too bad all the kids can't be raised that way i know i know so i just like shout out to all of you i'm really really like proud of all of you and like i'm so happy that you know these kids have all of us in their lives because we need more kids that are raised that all of the stuff is just like it's how humans are yeah Yeah. so um yeah that's (laughs) that's our fun dates i know it's a lot but i also want to make sure that all of you knew about this and you can start i'm glad you told me because now i know yeah so let's scout there mobilize more and we have we have a lot of things coming up in the next couple of months for all of us to mobilize and make some movements and mm-hmm. so yeah please uh please do your part so yeah be be human be human be <laughs> kind love people hold yourself accountable don't be an asshole that's and it btw this month is <laughs> oh yeah this month is hispanic heritage month um a lot of problematic shit uh we don't even have enough time to fucking get into that no but um i just want to call out joanne fabrics and michaels for being fucking stupid oh michaels too yeah okay so they're, they're appropriating yeah well Hispanic heritage month yeah or they're yeah that and or they're not giving complete contact so there's these things that are like from central america i want to say they're like from like guatemala there's these little things called worry dolls mm-hmm. and they're they're very specifically to that country um and it's a, like an it's like an indigenous thing, and they are saying like, "Here, come make them with us," and they have no context of what they're how deep in the culture that is or what that means. They're just like, it's all about it's all about selling shit, and so it's yeah, just like course. it pisses me off when they're like the pictures that they show are these like whitewashed Hispanics on their cover. They're all like they look they're all like super light skin and they have like light brown eyes and have green eyes and I'm like we don't all look like that like what are you talking yeah. about so it's just like problematic so I have a really hard time with this month because there's, it's not really expansive and it doesn't really think about like well it's the same thing as like Juneteenth they fucking turned it into a holiday so everybody could get the holiday off but a lot people, of people don't even realize a lot of people of color aren't even in corporate jobs where they can get that holiday off yeah there's a lot. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. So um, all I'm saying is that please don't try to congratulate me on Hispanic characters. Most I'll punch you in the face. That's it. So, and and period. But that sucks because it, it's important to you. It is and important. You shouldn't. You to shouldn't. An extent. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want you to take away. It's just hard. I the think meaning I, it that just, it's complex. This I think month it's, holds for you. I think it's complex because I am going to make. Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month every fucking month. That's what it is for me every fucking month. Um, and why does like you know Asian Pacific Islanders get a month? You know Black African Americans get a month. Um, you know Hispanic. You know um, Latinx people get a month. But why people get all the fucking rest months? Like bitch, the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I think it's there's it's a lot. It's I think I'm still navigating through it. 
what I'm saying is like you need to understand the cultural context before you're just saying like start doing some bullshit like that. Yeah. You can't you're dumb. Don't appropriate. Yeah, appreciate, don't appropriate. Yeah. There's a difference, but just so anyways, uh stay tuned for our episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On today's episode of um, Why Am I Like This? I sound like a narrator. We are life. talking about bum, 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 empaths part two. two. <laughs> so by empaths, we mean ourselves. Yes. By the way, if you didn't get that from the part one bit. Yeah. Um, go We're back revisiting this topic because yeah, there's more. We needed to. Yeah, there's a lot more. So we didn't even, we weren't even close. Okay, we were like halfway through the, like, what we wanted to say for that episode. That was yeah. a couple episodes ago. So, here, here he is again. Yeah, and that episode was really healing for us. So yeah. as, so we we need to re, re, revisit it. Well, got hard to say that word. Um, just like uh, I guess we wanted to preface this, and this is very much us being like, please don't be mad at me. We love you guys. Uh, no. So we're just saying that right now. Um. Part of this may be hard for some people to hear, and we don't want you to take it as a personal attack in any kind of way. Yeah. Or that we're saying that you um, do not give us love and support, or that we don't appreciate it. No. Um, I it's think, not what it is. I think this is like um, a love language. Like, you find out that your partner doesn't express love in the same way that you do, so right. you take that as, like, they don't love you. So this is like our way of navigating through our friendships mm-hmm. as being empaths and figuring out like, oh, they just don't love in the same way that I do, yeah. which is a very hard thing to realize and understand. Yeah. And we also like know that we've had to shift the way that we show love and care mm-hmm. in order to like not burn ourselves out in friendships and continue to have them in our lives. Yeah. And shift the way that we think our friends love us because- right. Like, I've gone through so many relationships in my head. It's all in my head, of course. <laughs> just, just thinking, like, oh, my friend doesn't love me as much as I love them. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Mm-hmm. I just had to, like, yeah. reframe my brain. And yeah. be like, my friend does care about me. Mm-hmm. Just, they're not obsessing over me. Like, like. Yeah, and we, <laughs> we want to be clear. It's like. <laughs> that sounds bad. That sounds terrible. It's not like. But, uh, I, my it, brain is like, why isn't my friend texting me every fucking minute of the day? It's like very, if we're like, oh, because they have a life, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> we, I don't know. It's just, it's hard. It's really hard to to verbalize. So, um, just know that we love you all so much. Um, yeah. And we, you are family to us, not just like friends. Um, you're really important in our lives, and when we make decisions, we take your life and who you are into consideration in ways that I don't think you realize sometimes that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, it's it's hard. So I would say ask questions, but don't right now because I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we'll just start off with uh, taking a deep breath. It's going to be a big ones. Um, hashtag I probably will cry. I'm surprised I haven't cried. Hashtag Martha will cry. Did I cry already? I probably cried. Yeah, I think you cried in the intro. It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> I always cry. 
You cry enough for both of us. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, crying, good. crying's not bad. No, it's not bad. I wish no. I could more. Yeah, we, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> anyways, um, so our first kind of like point or, you know, thought about uh, today is um, we were thinking about some of the hardest parts about being an empath when it comes to relationship with friends. Like we were all kind of like hinting already. Um, but there's, there's just a lot to friendships. There's a lot to connections. And the way that I think we connect with people sometimes is like with our whole body. Um, and we, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. Um, and I think like you were saying, like the way, the frequency, the intensity, the type of connection, the kind of thing that we want, the response that we want from people, because that's the response that we give. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it can, it can feel like, why am I giving so much? And they're giving very little mm-hmm. to friendships. Um, and it's not just like one person that we have. It's like a, it's a pattern that we've seen in different, different friendships, current, past, whatever it may be. Um, but like this realization that your friends don't think about you, like they don't think about you as frequently or they don't think about you in the same way that you think about them. Yeah. And I think that it's like that because I don't know, it's hard for me as an empath to say this about other people, but like maybe they're thinking about their life and their selves more, which is good. Yeah. We, 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 we would love that. Yeah. People should put themselves first. Do I? No. No. <laughs> uh, I've talked about my therapist what he said about that <laughs> and so one so one thing that I one relationship that I was thinking about mostly is I had a friend who we spent like every day together and then and then um, I took a step back for a second and then all of a sudden it was like they had a bunch of other friends and I was like where where'd all these friends come from I thought we hang out every day and then I was just like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. It took me, this this realization took me like a year to figure out. Yeah. And I was just like, wait a minute. They're figuring out how to live their life when I'm not a part of every day of it. Which is totally okay. Yeah. But it was like, that realization is like, it took, I was like, wait a minute. This person doesn't care about me anymore. This person doesn't like me anymore. They don't even want to see me anymore. Mm. Like, I'm I'm not important. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like it's as if it's as if I moved to freaking if I moved to like Hawaii and they still lived here, of course they would have to move on with their life. Yeah. Like yeah. Duh. And it just it took me a long time to figure that out because I was just like, oh, this person hates me now. Like that's not real. Well, I think that's the other thing is that like we go really quickly to like it's either one extreme or another. It's either, they either like love or they hate. Yeah. Like the in-between, and, and this is our experience with our own shit and then also being empaths. Like, so it's like, it's very extreme. It's like we feel a lot. It's either all one or all the other. And it, sometimes it just, it's hard to filter what's ours mm-hmm. and what's someone else's. Um, and that's, you know, we'll get to uh, our own gifts and boundaries and stuff at the end. But it's just like, Sometimes it's hard to, to like, separate, like, what expectations are our friendships and what is our expectations versus what expectations we actually verbalized and had a conversation with our friends. Like, if we said, hey, we're going to do this every week, great, every, every Wednesday, you know, mm-hmm. we do this like we do. Um, then we have this expectation, but we talked about it. We, like, made sure that it worked for both of us. 
But there's also days where it's like, hey, Wednesday doesn't work for us. Let's shift it a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's different than it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just really hard to explain because of like. Well, it, I mean, in this relationship, I did say to them, like, we're going to hang out once a week. And we did. But my little brain was like, how are you having fun on the other days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just got yeah. jealous. Yeah. And it's stupid. It's like, of course they can have fun yeah, on the other days. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel I've had that too. I yeah, I totally of course they are allowed to have fun on the other days that you're not with them. Oh my god, yeah, it's I like that too. Duh, they should be able to live their lives. But I don't know. I was just like, wow, like this person doesn't even like me. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> not like funny, but like funny, just like in the thought because I had the I had a very similar experience with a with a friend, and it was a friend group like it was a friend group, and it was like a couple of us, and we're still like really good friends. But there are times where, um, like two of them would hang out or like three of them would hang out and I wouldn't be involved and I didn't which is fine like yeah I'm totally okay with that but at the beginning of the friendship at the very beginning of the like multi-year friendship that we have now I felt so insecure about it and I was like well when they're not with me like why are they why are they spending time with them yeah even though I was like I love them of course I would spend time with I just I got it was like scared i was losing them in some way yeah i think like, that's what it is because this, like this behavior kind of sounds like narcissistic a little bit i think <laughs> i think it's also our abandonment issues that's coming up i'm not gonna Maybe. lie but my other empath friends have like said this too like they just think everybody hates them and like how can people's i don't know it it's borderline narcissistic behavior but i don't think it's the same no it's not but like it's not that we're self-absorbed is that we absorb everything. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So, like, we're, I feel like we're constantly thinking about, like, all these different, all these different things of, like, possibilities of connection in ways that I think some people just don't think about connection or, like, they don't think about the million possibilities. We're, like, I'm constantly thinking about all these different kinds of versions I have of friendships. It's just, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. Um, and I, I really like friends are really important to me and yet sometimes I feel like they are the biggest source sometimes sometimes in my life they're the biggest source of my like worry and discomfort and is like certain, sadness I just yeah it's like yeah for sure one um big part one big thing that I, I have like three huge empath friends and it's like you and me and our other friend, yeah. Our other friend that I just fucking went camping with. She knows who she is. Um, <laughs> but it's like every mm. time, you know, we, one of us isn't included in the, the bigger friend group. It's like we're all just, we're, we're just hurt. And like, it's. <laughs> oh my God, we're like the exact same person. Yeah, and it's just, it's nobody's fault because it's hard for everybody to think about every single person. You know, we have a, we have a friend group of like 15 people that, and if we're not all included, the boys just fucking get included because they're like connected through fucking girls. Yeah. It's like their privilege. But but it's just like, if we're not all included, like our feelings get hurt. Yeah. And me. Yeah. And so (laughs) that's like a weight that I take on because I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like the center stone. I'm like, okay, well, I have to invite you, and I have to invite the other person. And then if I don't, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, like, we had an incident. This was, like, last year. We had an incident. It was, like, around, like, Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember 
it was a huge big deal. Um, and it, and I think I made it a bigger deal because of how my own, oh, hello, my own feelings around it. And, um, so an invite went out. It's all also like bullshit technology stuff too. Like an invite went out. We have like multiple group texts that have like, sometimes there's one person that's not included. Or sometimes it's like everyone. Like, and so we never know what string to actually text, which yeah. we need to just have one. Yes. Please. Um, well, we can't, I don't think you can name it if there's Androiders in there. Which is, we already had, we try to convince <laughs> all of our friends to go to that. We're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I guess there was something set up for like a Friendsgiving. It didn't, I wasn't uh, invited directly. And then I was invited kind of like last minute while everyone was there. And I think we were ch- we were chatting while you were there, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think I was like, what's you? What are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm here, and I'm just like, oh no, you asked me if I was coming or yeah, something. I thought, something. I thought you were invited. Yeah, you asked me like, are you coming? And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I wasn't invited, and it was just like it did. They didn't think about it. And it's like again, this idea, not that, not that they didn't want to invite me, but like them and how they perceived like friendship connection and importance and how they invited people, like, was completely different than yeah. how we thought about it. Was it was a, a lot of times with our other friends, they are, it, someone doesn't get invited simply because of technology. Yeah. And they just, like, don't take a second to look and see, oh, who's in this thread? Mm-hmm. And you take it personally, not you specifically, like, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll take it personally, but um, it's literally just because... They ha- they got involved and we have, in the wrong thread. Yeah, and we have other group, other people who are like, they don't even like it. Doesn't even bother them. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like, all right, fine. And it doesn't bother them. For us, it's just like, oh my god, I'm not part of that connection. Yeah, like I, I don't matter in this point. It was like, ugh. and again, part of this is probably it's, also my like abandonment yeah. issue shit. But I remember when you came over like the week after. I was so nervous to have you over because I was so overwhelmed. I was so like full of emotion about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I sat here and we like cried about it and like we talked to each other. I and, forgot this is so long ago. Yeah, we like you actually cried. I was like so proud of you. We like actually cried and like we hugged. We did this whole thing. It's like we were never gonna do that to each other. And then, I think we realized we're like we have we feel a lot. We have big feelings. Yeah. I think that's when we also realized like how how similar we were in that sense mm-hmm. because of the way our brain was thinking was like yeah exactly I do that but then other people. We tell them, like, how we think about setting up even a group, like, invite. And it's not the way that we think about it. Yeah. It's just not. I just, I have to make sure everybody is included. And and I'm not saying that. They don't. Yeah, I just, we just, we have, we think about everyone as an empath. You think about everyone. Because I also think about, like, the experience that I've had connecting with them. And I'm just like, oh, I want to make sure that they feel connected. As yeah. Connected as I feel. Yeah. So one thing that reminds me of is something that I often do is like when I'm when I'm in like a group setting and everybody's talking to everyone, you know, telling their stories. It's like, you know, you're in everybody's talking to everyone and one person is like dominating the conversation. But this other person is like trying to talk and nobody's listening to them. They keep getting cut off. I always zero in on their eyes and, like, look at them so they can tell me whatever they're having to say. Yeah, I do that, too. Yeah, and it's something I I always do, and, like, I'm always, like, I'm listening to you because nobody else is, 
And whenever, mm. whenever I'm in like a group setting, like nobody else does that for me because mm. nobody like sees it. But yeah. there is one specific person that I'm thinking of and he notices that I do that to him. And so every time I'm getting cut off, he does the same thing to me. And I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've, I've, I've been in those groups where I'm just like, that's happened definitely and I just I just remember sometimes feeling and the other thing for me I think is that I it's just strange I'm either like really vocal in groups or I'm that I'm very quiet yeah and I Um, am too and sometimes when I'm really quiet it's because I'm trying to like fuck this is a lot like this is a Mm -hmm. lot of energy I can tell people are nervous and I can feel it I can tell some people are like they're really passionate about what they're saying so there's like a lot of energy there um, I'm just trying to like, I can feel myself just trying to like get grounded and settle because I could feel myself uneasy of like, shit, this is a lot. Like, yeah. And it, I just like the ability to feel other people's energy. It really is like a power. And sometimes it's a, too fucking much. Yeah. And then sometimes like you just don't want to and you're like, can we just go home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then also people are going to be like, oh, it's anxiety. And it's like, sure. There's, maybe that's what it looks like for some people. Sure. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not in some, some part of it, but a lot of it is like, I can, fuck, there's times where I'm sitting like and across the room from someone and I'm like, that person's like super sad about their parents right now. And then I go sit next to them and I was like, do you want to talk about it? And automatically like, yes. And they start talking about their parents and I'm like, I just, I just, just knew. I just knew. Yeah. And they were like, thank you so much for coming over. Um, like I feel so much better being, and I'm just like, they feel really better being like really like better talking to someone about it like dumping that and, and now i'm just like holding it i'm like okay but it does make me feel better too that they that i helped them because like they I've, were they were seen mm-hmm. i think i have gotten really good at like throwing other people's like collecting mm-hmm. their um their like needs and like letting them tell me what they need to tell me and then just like brushing it off see and i am way better at that in a professional setting Oh, yeah. But in a personal setting, I still struggle with that. Like, not always, but there's some days where I'm just like, okay, like, you're going to have to just... And I don't know, always know how to release it. And so I've started to, like, have these, like, rituals that I do when I come in back into my own apartment. And one thing about... I really love my apartment, and you probably have heard, is that, like, it's relatively quiet. Like, we can sit here, stop talking, and you can hear wind. And that's it. Like it's, and so I have learned how to come in and like settle and release things that are not mine to keep in ways that I did that in my professional world. So as a therapist, I cannot take on my client's stuff. Like I would, there's no fucking way. Like too much. I have, sometimes I had like seven clients back to back and that's like 45 minutes to an hour of just like trauma and like all of this stuff, all this energy all fucking day. There's no way I can hold all of that. So I had had to learn to let some of that go. And some days are like they were harder than others. Like, but overall I had to I had to figure that out. But in my personal life, that seems a bit harder for me to do, to do it on a regular basis. So that's something I'm still working on. It's just it's tough. Um, because then I also want that same like attention and being ability to like genuinely ask from other people, but I doesn't feel comfortable to always receive yeah. that from other people. Um, because then I'm like, what I do for them? Like, I, I, it's hard. Well, and also people don't know, other people who maybe are not empaths don't know how to hold 
feelings maybe like we do. Yeah. Which you you should you don't need to. No one does. It's just it's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I think it's great. You can do that. Fucking fantastic. Please. One thing I guess I would just like. No one's asking for my opinion, but I'm fucking gonna give it anyways. Cause I always give my opinion on here. (laughs) Is that if you can do this one thing, I promise it's going to shift your conversations. Um, with friends and family and partners in ways that you didn't think. So when a partner, a friend, a family member, whoever it is, comes in and wants to talk, you can tell they want to just talk to you about something. The first question you should ask them is like, would you like advice, solutions, like advice and solutions, or would you like for me just to listen? Hmm. Just ask that question. I promise you it's going to shift, like, and they're going to be actually be able to, most of the time, not always, but most of the time they're able to tell you like, what they need from that about 70% of the time they don't need you to fix anything they don't need you to get any yeah, advice they just want you they to just listen. yeah they just want you they just want to feel like validated mm-hmm. and listen to yeah so i guess it's a, if i can give one piece of advice it's like ask your partner or a person like do you need advice solutions or do you need just for me to listen mm-hmm. it's going to shift i promise you it's going to shift so many of your conversations that don't even become arguments that don't even become a, like, oh, you, you weren't listening to me, like, genuinely. And then put things down. Like, if someone was like, if you say, I want you to listen, put your video game down. Put whatever, turn off oh, the TV. please. Turn down the radio. Flip your phone Flip down. your phone uh, down. Like, this is what, sometimes I'll do is, I will, like, even your, like, your watches, like, everyone has, like, out, you know, like, watches that everything comes on. I'll, like, flip it underneath so I can't see it. Or mm-hmm. I'll take it off. It's like some, I will do something to make sure that they know, like, I'm right here. Yeah. And, like, I shift my body so it's like I am listening and my body is telling you that I'm open and listening to you. So like even when we're talking here, I can tell, I, I, we always like talk to each other. Yeah, we throw our phones away. Yeah, like I don't know where they are right now, um, <laughs> somewhere. And so it's just like if you can do that, it, it's going to shift so much of your conversations and your partners and friends and family members and loved ones are going to be like, there. I feel it feels good. So, um, I know no one asked for your opinion, but I'm going to give it anyways because I fucking can. <laughs> you know, it's one visual I got, um, as we're talking about this. Yeah. The Green Mile. What specifically about the Green Mile? So, what he does is he takes their illnesses and he takes them in and he sucks their illnesses away from them and then he releases them. Mm. So, it's not like, yeah. we're not taking people's illnesses, but we're taking people's like, um, I mean, in a way, it is their illnesses, like what the things that they hold on their shoulders, yeah, and the things that weigh heavy on them that they need to talk about, yeah, and we like just sit there with them, and then we like, I mean, me, I just I release it. I'm getting better at that, but I hear it's hard, yeah. What I've had to do with really heavy stuff, I write it down and then like burn the piece of paper. That's another release. I just. To let it go, but it's not. It's not. It's not always easy. Like there's some days where I'm like, yeah, it's never easy. Thinking about it, ruminating. I'm like, what the fuck? So, friends, friends are like I said, friends are super important to us. They mean the world to us. And also mm-hmm. sometimes, um, it's hard to feel all the things that everyone is feeling, and they have other people think differently than us. And then like we have to stop and be like, we can't have those same expectations of them. That we have of ourselves because mm-hmm. they're not they're never going to meet them yeah and we're constantly going to be disappointed and we don't have to be yeah and 
Yeah, we just need to stop being disappointed, basically. Yeah, we need to stop getting... Like, we, like yeah. let's stop thinking that everybody hates us. Yeah, because they don't. No, they don't. They love Stop us. putting expectations on people that <laughs> don't even know they fucking have expectations. Yes, this is notes to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> this is really for us to listen to you guys. Is, so, yeah. that's be cool. <laughs> oh, mm. man. Yeah. This, I think this next point um, you brought up. Yeah. Because you were saying that it's hard to be in a relationship. Which, relationships are hard. Yeah, like romantic relationship, partner relationships, what we're talking about in that sense. It's hard. It is hard. I I don't know how I've done a decent job of it. <laughs> I think you've had, you've had practice with someone who's more open to things than you have had in previous partners. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I saw this post today. It was saying that... Um, a toxic relationship doesn't prepare you for um, a healthy a healthy relationship. Yeah, that shit's fucking, that hits hard. Yeah. So fucking hard. And I was just thinking, Ooh, yeah. I, I commented on that. I was like, yeah, I don't know how this person that I'm with um, has stayed with me because I really have put him through the ringer. That's what we, that's what, that's like, okay, I'm just going to take that, like, that's the mindset and that's like the, the phrasing that we hear. It's like, I did this. I have done these terrible things. I've said these terrible things to them. And not that that hasn't part of it, but we take so much of that shit on. Yeah. Because of what we were told before that we were the problem. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was told I was the problem in my toxic relationship. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking good at making us actually believe that shit. And so it's like, I think it's, it's I was thinking about this when it comes to be like in a relationship and right now I'm single um, and I've been single for a few years now, really, because um, my dating has not been great. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the best track record recently. Your picker's broken? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a pecker and I was like, that that I don't have, but that's broken too. um but yeah it's just like i also like if someone's in need i'm like oh i should help them but it's like you don't need to be fucking helping and Mm. fixing your partners in a way like that's not okay which is probably a lot of (laughs) like that's probably a big empath thing is like you think you need to fix your person yeah or like be their everything in ways when Mm. you're when you're first like developing and understanding that and i think now i've come to the point where it's like that is not my job. Um, there's one, I think I might have, t- I mean, we talked about this before. I don't know if we have. Um, but Will Smith said something recently um, about Jada. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard this or anyone saw this, but he was talking about like, um, I don't want to be her. I don't want to think, I don't want to be the only thing that makes her happy. Mm-hmm. Like that's a failure. I, if that's the only opinion, thing that makes they her happy. like the best celebrity relationship. Hashtag gold. <laughs> because yeah. they're like in this like um adult open relationship they're just they fucking great know. conversation yeah they know that they're not each other's only one they're too famous well the, the other thing is just like they have this conversation and it made me really reflect and think about the number of times that i have i have tried to be the happiness for my person my other person in some way. Yeah, you can't like, be everything. And that's the thing is, like, you can't. You yeah, can't be everything. Um, you're going to fail at it miserably, and you're going to feel like shit. The other thing is just, like, um, 
you know, like, you, you can't be the only thing that makes him happy. And so it was just, like, a really interesting dynamic when he started talking about this is, like, there's got to be more to her and the things that make her happy in life. Yeah. Because if it's just me, I'm not, we're not going to work out. And just like the number of times I have told people in partnerships when they're like, me and my partner are like, like that's, that's my world. There's nothing else around that. I'm like, I need you to think about the other things that are yeah. in part of your and life. And it's unfortunate that that, that saying you're my world is the saying that's pushed forward because you shouldn't be someone's world. No, you can be part of it, but you can't be the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you can be adjacent. You can be adjacent to it. You can be adjacent to my world. I should just put that on a t-shirt. I want <laughs> to be adjacent to my world. <laughs> you have a pass. You come in sometimes, but sometimes your access is denied. I don't know. I just think, I think there's times that, like, it's really hard. It's been hard for me to be in a relationship because I feel so much. And not everyone... And this is, I think, a societal thing also, but not everyone is used to how much someone can actually feel. Like, I, like, and I've said this, everyone who knows me, it doesn't matter if you know me for, like, one fucking week, I'm a crier. Like, Mm -hmm. we've said that multiple times. I cry. (laughs) I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm hungry. I cry when I fucking see a tree that I really like. Like, I fucking cry when there is, I I just cry. I like, I just cry. And I express emotion that way. And many people, unless I say, like, that makes me really sad, then they'll, like, reach in. But if it's just, like, I'm so happy I'm crying, they just don't, they're not phased by my tears anymore in a way that they're, like, worried. They're, like, this is how she expresses her emotion. And that's okay. They're, like, not scared of it. They're not worried about, like, one of my best friends, one that lives in L.A., he, we had this running joke where I'll be telling him, like, his deepest, darkest secrets. I'm, like, sobbing sobbing and he's usually like eating food like he's literally just like <laughs> eating a burrito or fucking like eating soup like he's just like not he's listening but he's not engaging in this way and it's so funny so i'm like every single time i'm telling my someone my deep dark together fucking eating a burrito so funny and it's just like this exchange of like this is just how i i feel really big i feel a lot and i like express a lot and there's some people in relationships like some partners who have been like I can't handle it. You like, you feel too much. Like you're constantly emotional. And it's like, no, I'm not constantly emotional. I constantly express emotion, which is something that many people don't, don't do. Like I express emotion. I doesn't mean I need to do anything about that emotion. I'm wondering if I would have showed as much emotion in the beginning, if he would have stuck around because Hmm. so when I was, I mean, I met Colin when I was 22 And at that point in my life, I was very cynical, very, like, detached from myself. And I was very, like, I don't want to feel feelings. I hate everyone. I hate everything. You had a hard shell around. Yeah. Yeah. And and I pushed him away so hard. But I don't know if that made him, like, come after me more. Because, you know, everyone is stupid. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone is stupid. Everyone is stupid. They are. <laughs> and then are. that's how the like, fucking game works. It's dumb. Ugh. But I just needed like big time to like push him away. And then um I really started when we moved in together, which was four years after I didn't move in with him until I was like twenty six or twenty seven. And that's when I started showing all of my emotions. He he has seen me cry so many times since the pandemic. It's Love. stupid. Like I can't even count. Love. Probably a hundred. Oh my god! Like in so. the fetal position, not just like 
tears, but like in the fetal position. Like I'm surprised he still wants to marry me. I think he. I mean, like, <laughs> come on, like you're amazing. So maybe like the key is, hold like push them away in the beginning, and then push them away. Like shove them away until they think that they're gonna like fall off a cliff, and then just just fall. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. Is it healthy? Probably not. Probably not. No, no. <laughs> No, I think I think he made you feel like you were going to be loved in every <clears throat> excuse me in every single state you were in, and he wasn't running from you. Yeah, I was even though from you him. worked you worked hard <laughs> for that to happen, he was not budging, and that made you feel like, oh wait, should I wait? Is this maybe I should stick around and see what happens? Like yeah, and he's made you feel safe enough and loved enough that. You can do that. And I because, can cry in the fetal position. Yeah, because there's very few people, one hand, maybe you can count them, that's actually seen you actually cry. Like, actually cry. Yeah. So. I think you can count that on half a hand. That's probably. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's not a lot of people's. Um, and so I think it's just something that I think it's really beautiful, but it's like, it takes certain people to be with how much energy sometimes we hold and yeah. how, how big we can feel things. So, so I'm saying it's like, I think relationships have been hard for me because I feel really big. And, and I keep saying that because I also like, that's what I used to tell all my kids when I used to work with them. It's like, you have a big feeling. So you have a big feeling. And it's all just like, it's stuck with me and it also makes sense to me. Um, so whenever I'm like feeling sad, I don't say it's sad. I'm like, I'm just having a really big feeling right now. <laughs> Cause I definitely do. Well, I like that. Cause it's like, it's a heavy feeling. So yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, so, um, I think me navigating how to connect, and then also I don't, I think people there's sometimes there are assumptions of what empaths mean. Um, it's like some weird thing. Probably we probably are weird. Yeah. Um, we all are. But yes, we are. <laughs> but that they're like sometimes they're unwilling. They're like, what does that mean? Like they're unwilling to connect more because it's like. Does that mean you know everything about me? I was like, no. What is no. it fucking no? So need to talk to me, bro. Yeah, we're not, we're not psychic. No, we're not mind readers. No, we've I've tried to work out. <laughs> Turns out we can't do it. <laughs> no, I just like I think so. Relations have been hard for me, and I'm still working through trying to find relationship, both with myself and then with like a person outside of myself. Yeah, and their relationship with yourself is one of the hardest. Yes. Yes, it is one of the hardest, and it's a constant. Um, and then I think when people say, like, oh, self-love, great. But it's okay to, like, ebb and flow and not, like, love yourself every single minute, mm-hmm. all the time, every day. That's, like, totally normal. Yeah, so one thing that I, like, struggle with a lot is self-care. And um, mm, yeah, how it, it just sounds so easy to be like, oh, sit with yourself for five minutes. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, that sounds easy. Self-care sounds really easy, but yeah. it's also easy to turn on the TV and not do it. So, okay. <laughs> I I guess I want to just think about, I think there's this, like, preconceived notion of what self-care is. So, like, if, yeah. tell me what you think. when Before we talked about this, what do you think self-care was? Well, I know that I feel way better when I go, like, spend a day being productive. Or, like, not sitting in front of the TV, but... What is self-care to you, though? 
not productivity. What is self-care? Um, I don't know. I mean, being just hanging out with myself all day. I really like hanging out with myself all day. Yeah, spending time with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do know that if I've spent all day in front of the TV, I get upset. Okay, we'll get to that part. Because there's, I think, want to talk a little bit about that. <laughs> I guess, I think for me, I've had both, like, formal training and then just, like, human training and then, like, being in the field and, like, all the stuff about, like, what self-care is. And what I really want to, like, bring forward to people is self-care is, like, being able to listen to your body and validate what you feel and hear and smell and, like, just allow it to be. Oh, my favorite days are when I wash my hair and I get out of the shower and I put a face mask on and I put my hair up in a stupid shirt. Love. And then and then I walk around my, with my hair in a shirt for hours and I, I like a green face mask on. And then naked, I put lotion on. I'm just naked. Yeah, that's yeah. self-care. Love it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. It's like you. I love you, to look really ridiculous in my home. 100%. <laughs> um, it's just like listening to your body, doing the things that feel good, like replenishing yourself. So self care is like drinking water, sleeping, um, going and hanging out with loved ones that feel supportive, going um, out to nature, connecting with nature, reading. Even sometimes self care is not is disconnecting from the world that feels busy. So. Yeah. Tuning out. And I know that's not like, we can't have that be our only version. Yeah. But if your self-care is eating a fucking hamburger in the car and blasting some 41, like, I don't hate you. Like, let do what you need to do to feel connected and grounded and happy and, like, whatever you need to feel. So I guess that's what I think. I I don't want self-care to feel like a box. Or, like, if I don't check these, I don't have a bubble bath. If I don't meditate, like, can you just do all these things and just say, like, this is what I'm doing? I'm working on it. That, that I guess that's what some I, days. I too. Some days I just need to watch trash reality TV all day. Perfect. Yes, and that is self care. It's my escape. Yeah, Love and it's it. okay to do that. If what it becomes problematic when that's the only thing we yeah. do. Um, but it's okay to do that, and um, I don't want us to like feel like we. Con- that's the other thing is like we don't constantly have to be productive. So if there's a day we literally do nothing. That's also yeah. uh, that's also productive to ourselves as it is self care and that we need that. And that was like one of the hardest things that that was another thing that I had to really get past, especially this summer. It's like all I wanted to do was just sit there and watch TV. But if I didn't get like three things done, like either go for a bike ride or like go outside, or go for a walk, then I just felt like a trash bag. Yeah, you feel bad. You feel bad for I I I'm not the kind of something. person I'm the kind of person that I feel like my whole day needs to be jam packed. But that's that's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. And I'm gonna connect it back to the societal pressures of capitalism. And in order for humans to be valid, they need to produce something. And guess what? As humans, we don't always produce a material thing or a time like our production is also just being. And we still have value when we're just breathing. We don't just have value when 
we go and do something or what's like, oh, I, I did this thing. Not that working out or spending time is not helpful or productive or self-care, but we don't have to have 90 things we do. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm constantly busy. Like I fill my schedule. Like I'm not saying I know it's <laughs> okay. Don't be so loud. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I just, that's one thing that I just feel really, really strongly about is like, we've been told that we have to do constantly move constantly produce constantly and it's like that's exhausting like it is exhausting you're still of value as a human whether you write a 10 page paper that day or if you just watched you know the real housewives of beverly hills like you still have value as a human that's what i'm trying to say i hope you listen back to this episode and take the advice for yourself okay bitch you don't have to be this loud over there i'm just saying i'm just saying you too how many times have you Sleep deprived. How many? How much? How much sleep have you got? See, bitch. See, you're looking hey, around. Hey, this week I've gotten the most sleep because I start work later. <laughs> sleep has always been an issue for you, but the other day, oh, I didn't tell you. I've been what? sleeping better. Shut up. Yeah. Like, Shut up. Okay, so I usually am a person who wakes up multiple times at night. Right, yeah. We're and then about I this. can't um I can't go back to sleep because right. I look at the clock and I'm like, Oh, I only have this much time. Yeah. And I've been sleeping better. I'm so happy. I've been waking up less and it has been easier for me to go to sleep. Oh my god, shut And up. I have been doing nothing physically except for I <sighs> am getting this new job. Oh my god, that says so much about how much energy and time and space, mental and physical, that job was taking from you. Yeah. I oh my God. have never slept. Yes, I'm so happy for I've you. never slept worse than these past, like, few months at mm. my prior job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now I, like, I still wake up for sure. Yeah. I always wake up, but I'm able to go back to sleep. Yeah, that's a huge improvement. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Sorry. The fuck? Alexa is always out of control on this podcast. Can you stop? She'd be, she'd be out of control. So, um, an hour before sunset, um, there it's, I think I've talked about the timer goes down and then she says it's time to relax, Martha. Um, she, she'd be out of control and I love her, but she'd be out of control. No, but is that all she says? Because I feel like she always says something. Well, she says talking. that here because that's an hour before sunset. She's going to say it. Oh. And then she says other things another time of the day. All right? Okay. You don't have to come for her. No, I am coming for her because okay. she's always listening. She is. This is why I don't have no Alexis in my house. Stop saying her name. She's going to be all out of control. <laughs> I have to deal with that shit Because why? Because she's always listening? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she is. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Back to self-care. Oh, man. Okay. It's going to be brutal for me, self-care. I think this is just something we need to continue to work on and it's real hard and that's it. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Um, The last point we wanted to talk about is how we want our own gift to, how we want to own our gift. Yeah. And boundaries around that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, How do you want to own this gift? Well, I I do love being an empath. I'd rather be one than not, oh my God, honestly. Yes, I agree. Like, I, I... Just take the wheel. 
I do enjoy holding the space for people to really mm-hmm. come out and say the feelings that they that they hold mm-hmm. on their shoulders and mm-hmm. that I can see them hold on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. how I want to own my gift is I enjoy holding the space for people. It's fine. I I'm quote unquote strong enough to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's problematic. I <laughs> You have you have capacity but I just want to make sure that your capacity, you don't take it from your own stuff. That's it. No, I don't, and I don't think I do. Um, I think I've done a lot of growing. Yeah. And, you, um, I mean, definitely, yeah. You've said that, and I, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I like for people to know that they can tell me what's going on and that I genuinely care. Yeah. And I'm here for them. Yeah. And I want, and I want to include everybody all the time. Yeah. I don't care. And it's okay if you say no, but yeah. I want to make sure you know that, like, I see you. Yeah, but that's what I, that's what I would like to do with being an empath. And I, and I do that. Like, I'm, I'm always trying. And if I leave you out sometimes, I'm sorry. But I, I always want to include everybody. And I always want you to know that you can tell me everything that's going yeah. on. I, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard one because I definitely, I love, like, I love this part of myself. Um. And I also need to have, I need to practice better boundaries with friends. Um, then, because when I when I switch over to work mode, I like I'm so good at it. Like I'm on top of it. I know what to do. Um, but like friends, that's harder for me. Um, they just feel like they they fill more of my life space. I think, and so I tend to have a harder time, like putting boundaries up and being like. It's not actually a good time for me to talk about this or... I'm wondering if it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm wondering if it's because you do empath work in your, as your job. So it's like once you get to your friends, like your bank is full. Why you be talking so loud over there? (laughs) (laughs) You be yelling at me right now. No, for reals. Yeah, no. Like, yes. And I think... And that's, I've seen, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's why I took, so I stopped doing clinical work. Like yeah. I st- took a step back from doing direct clinical, like therapy, therapy with yeah. people. And I've just, I've June. noticed, I've noticed this from you since we started really hanging out, like since last summer when we went to our friend's cabin mm-hmm. and you like had worked so much that you couldn't talk to anybody for that first night. Oh my God, you remember that? Yeah, of course. And I was like, she needs to not talk to anybody. She said, leave her alone. And it's like, she needs to chill out. Oh my God, that was such a hard week for me. Such a fucking hard yeah, week. This bitch worked 80 hours of therapy. Yeah. And she came to the uh, a cabin camping trip with her friends after that. And then she didn't want to talk to anybody. I was like, that makes sense because yeah. she's worn the fuck out. I didn't, oh my god, I remember, I remember that, that I didn't, I guess at that point we weren't, we weren't close really, like, I, really, and so, I guess I didn't, I didn't realize how much you would notice that, because I yeah. didn't, I thought people noticed it. I told everybody like, to leave you alone. I just, I thought people noticed it as in like, oh, what's her problem kind of thing, you know what I mean, like that kind of thing, not yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't realize that you... I told everybody to leave you alone because you were exhausted. 
Oh. <laughs> oh my god, you have no idea how much that means to me and how much that meant to me at that moment. Mm-hmm. I felt so drained and I was so I was so fucking sad. It was so sad and I just remember being really I can't imagine sad. doing 80 hours of therapy in one week. No, cuz I had to do And not your own therapy. <laughs> no, not my own fucking therapy. And I had to cancel my personal therapy that week cuz I did Lord. I did all this stuff. I had like crisis after crisis, all this shit. And I remember I still support, I did some like group stuff after work. Like I went and did some stuff with like houseless um, women also, like the support. Yeah, you're them. just, and you're taking on too much of other people. Fuck. Like it's an overload. It just makes mm. me think of the green mile. It's like that's such, Bitch. it's such a good visual oh, yeah. um, God visualization it. of yeah. what empaths go through. It's like, he's taking on sickness but it's like the same thing it's feelings and in the end of the movie you know he almost took on too much to where he couldn't let it go that's what i feel like was happening with me when it comes to clinical work and that's when i knew i needed to take a step back because i was i would come home and you've seen you've seen me like i have a hard day and i've cried and i've like yeah but if you like, some of my worst days, I haven't let anyone see where I am, I turn on, the like, the shower faucet, or, you know, like, taking a shower, I go in, there, and I'm fully clothed, and I go in there, and I am sobbing as I'm sitting in the shower for, like, Oof. two hours. It's, and I don't like to talk about it, but it's, like, those are the days where I questioned everything, and, like, it was really, really fucking hard, and it was towards the end, and I didn't tell you, this is the first time I'm actually saying it out loud to anyone. I didn't tell anyone about this. Yeah. I just like felt everything, and I just unless I knew my boundaries were so low, and I couldn't filter that it was like this is not healthy. Like I am taking on way too fucking much, and I need to step away. And so that's the decision I made to step away from like clinical work for a bit. And so for the last like few months since like June, early June, I like well, I stopped doing clinical work in May, and I started my new job in June. So ever since then, I've had no direct client work, and it's been, like, such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I know that I do empathic work, but I didn't, I guess I didn't connect until you said that, like, until you brought up that, that you know, that story of us going to the cabin. Because I, re- I remember that, how much I felt that day. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. Well, I didn't, yeah. I'm glad that you are taking a step away. Because it's got to be really hard to be an empathic therapist. I don't know how um, there's any other way to be a therapist, honestly. I mean, <laughs> there's other ways, but I mean, just like, it's brutal. Like, some days you're just like, why am I such a, a raw nerve right now? You know that the moments where you can, when someone is in so much pain that they're like doubling over? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it feels like some days yeah and it's at, it's like it's a, such a physical sensation and you have to keep it together and when they leave you're like <sighs> like it's it's hard it's some days are fucking hard and some of the stories I hear are not easy and no well, child or human shouldn't have to go through any of this in any kind of capacity so it's just you know some days I'm I just hate the world mm-hmm. and I don't want to be I don't want to hate the world and so that's why I took a step back. And so I'm, I'm glad you took a step back. So that's how I'm using my gift is I'm realizing how important it is to me. 
and how important boundaries are to me that I'm taking this. I took a step back, a conscious step back because I love clinical work, but I was starting to hate it and resent people. And that is not fucking okay with me. Yeah. So I took a step back and I'm proud of myself, even though I felt like I was letting a lot of people down. Yeah. And I did that. Because I still get calls and emails from people like, hey, are you going to be taking any clients? And I have to say no. And it's really hard for me to say no. Oh, I bet. Super hard for me. Because I know that there's not a, like a lot of bilingual, multicultural, like trans, queer, brown therapists out there. There's just not. They're just not out. Like yeah. trans knowledgeable. And there's not. There's not. And so, and there's just a huge shortage in general. So I feel, I, for the longest time, I felt super bad about myself. It's like, how could you do that to them? And it's like, I can't do Wait, this you, to myself. You got to recharge your own battery before you can recharge others. Yeah, bitch. I deserve to be fucking in a better state. And so I, I know that I have improved a lot in these last few months. I've like, I felt more of myself. I felt like better and... I want to continue to use my gift, but I also need to practice boundaries, and this is one of the way I'm doing it. So I'm gonna be more conscious about my boundaries and yeah, pra- boundaries, practice them. Boundaries are tough. And the thing is, like, boundaries are. If someone is upset about boundaries, it's about them, not about you. Yeah. Like, if they're like, "Why are you saying no to me?" That's problematic for them. That's some shit they need to fucking work out. That has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard in the moment. Well, yeah. Boundaries are always hard to hold. I mean, we did an episode on boundaries. Yeah. They're rough. <laughs> Bro, I know. Oh, man. I I would not give up being an empath. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't I, either. I agree. I wouldn't know either. This, this, um, these feelings are heavy. Mm-hmm. But I gave all my feelings up from the age of, like, 20... Like, my late 20-year-old self to probably 23, I threw them out the window. And now, I don't want to be that person again. Well, yeah. I mean, I had had fun. But I don't want to be that person again. (laughs) No, but, like, to have that much disconnect from your body. Yeah, I have... My relationships are so much stronger now than they were then. Like, I don't want to be her again. I think... The way you describe yourself in that age, there is absolutely no way that I would have connected with you. No, hundred percent. I already not. know. I, already I mean, know. I needed absolutely no. At way. that time in my life, I needed to be that person. Yeah, and, and there's I'm, nothing wrong with that. I'm not yeah. judging that. You know, you know. But, that, but I would never go back to being that person. I want to feel my feelings, and I want to um, help people feel theirs, and I want to. Yeah. I like being an empath. Yeah, feels feels are good. It's rough, but we love it. Yeah, there's something beautiful about the connection that we can make with people. And sometimes we don't even have to yeah. say anything. That's literally all we do is, like, reach out and we, like, you know, hold their hand. And they just, like, they drop their walls. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have to do. I'm a big cuddler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love cuddling. That is a good thing. Just, like, well, we, did we talk about love languages? We're going to do an episode on love languages. Yeah. It's a whole thing. There's more to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But... Oh, man. So this is our second part. If you have not listened to the first one, you probably should go back and listen to it. Yeah, you should go it. back to the first one. Um, because <laughs> it goes over some other points. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that all made sense to you in some way. And if it didn't, take what you can. Yeah. <laughs> We've never said that we were not a mess. Yeah, no, that was never an actual thing we said. <laughs> no. We, we is one here. Yeah, for sure. We even, we even have an octopus that is happy or sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. Okay, guys, we love you guys. Thanks for listening to our um, our mess. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Yeah, love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.